Still paying hundreds of dollars for prescription glasses? Let's change that. At Zenni.com, our factory direct model means no middlemen or outrageous markups. Just the same quality frames and lens options as the other guys for one-tenth the price. Zenni offers prescription glasses starting at $6.95, as well as affordable sunglasses, blue blockers, and more. The best part? Try any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Visit Zenni.com today and change the way you buy glasses forever. Okay, folks. So, just how excited have you been for any Formula One race in your life? Trust me, you may not ever have been so excited for a race as we all are this weekend. So many big changes coming in for the Sakhir Grand Prix. Man, so much to talk about. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Pitch the Podium and on the Inside Line Formula One podcast. As always, uh, your host, this is myself, Somal Arora, and I'm John Michael Shah. And as always, I love to do this part. I really love to because it reminds me what kind of a person I'm sharing the stage with and how privileged I am. Kunal has been a racing driver in the past. He was head of marketing at Force India. He's run multiple businesses from the very top and now acts as a motorsport consultant at the Via Sport Network in Norway. He's a man who knows what he's talking about. And we lead so much of that this weekend, Kunal, because... It's just been pandemonium all around in the build-up. It's been absolutely mental. It has. And thank you once again for the introduction. And uh, you're extremely kind and gentle with your words. So thank you for that, Somil. It's great to be sharing the stage with you for Pits 2 Podium and for the Inside Line F1 podcast. And yes, the world is pandemonium. The world is also pandemic since we are in the midst of a pandemic still. But uh, so many changes uh, that have suddenly hit our life in the world of Formula One over the last 48 hours, I would say. Uh, some of them really good. Some of them a little, little like, okay, why would that happen? Or yeah. that shouldn't happen. But, uh, you know, all around, lots of things to look forward to uh, for the Sakir Grand Prix, not just the race itself, but a lot of like uh, chatter about driver movements, about you know who's who's going where next, uh, and 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 so on. And of course, first things first, you know, let's hope Lewis Hamilton uh, is able to fight uh, the the you know the COVID nineteen virus that he's been infected with, and that he's back in the car doing what he loves to do in Abu Dhabi. I'm pretty sure that'll be all right. He's a world class athlete with such a great physical conditioning and such strength, I think he'll be just fine. But where do we begin first, Kunal? Uh, we had a game of musical chairs going on. The 2nd of December will literally be immortalized in the world of Formula 1 as the most hectic day of announcements ever. <laughs> because we just saw a proper hot potato game going on with all the seats. So let's begin with the most exciting one. And it's been so, so many races since we actually saw George Russell put, a, put up against representative teammate in a representative car, I think 2018, when Formula 2 was in its final couple of races, that's when we saw that kind of competition with George Russell. It's 2020, December. I, I'm pumped. Russell in a Mercedes. It's something that's got everyone talking. 
not just not just us proper Formula One fans who are intact with every single piece of news that goes on, but even people who have not watched Formula One for years, they've been texting me and saying, "Wow, hey, this kid, I've heard about him. He's in a Mercedes. What do you expect?" So, what do you expect, Kunal, from George Russell? Would can we well, put him in the contention for the podium on the pits to podium Grand Prix prediction competition? Well, you know, I clearly expect George Russell to have a lot of fun. I expect him to deliver the best like he has. Uh, you know, he could go from not scoring points for 36 races to being on the podium literally. He knows he's got a, you know, race winning car. It's going to be about maximizing the potential of the car that he can. Let's remember this is not the regular car that he's driving. He's going to be driving Lewis Hamilton's car. uh but for once i think george russell also has the chance of not just being called as mr saturday hmm. but also seeing if he can be called mr sunday with some you know great heroics that he could do uh you know in in the race and this takes me back to the circuit layout you know frankly this circuit layout might be a little more easier for for a driver to learn hmm. given that it's barely got any corners and it's pretty much just uh, flat out uh, uh, you know straights uh, separated by you know heavy braking zones out there so i am definitely excited to see a russell versus bottas battle and uh, you know what's of course come out in the last uh, couple of weeks or last couple of days actually is that Mercedes had actually inquired with Williams if they would let George Russell uh, off his contract a season earlier and ah. that uh, and if George Russell could drive in Mercedes in 2021 so we all know how how close uh, the battle is between uh, Russell and Bottas and for once we will get to see them in equal machinery uh, you know literally have a shootout of course not for 2021 but for the seat in 2022 Mercedes you little tease you're already getting all of our expectations high at this stage I'm pumped and I'm pretty sure you're pumped up as well but before we move on to the other driver announcements I think Kunal you've mentioned a very very good point that we must chat about how does the track change things now this is a completely new layout and It, it, to me it is far more exciting that the other driver changes especially for this weekend because there were announcements for next season coming in which i think can be discussed in greater depth in other videos but this particular track as you mentioned not a lot of corners only a couple of corners the turn 1 into a section that we always have in bahrain then you take the right turn at turn number 4 it's a bit of a kink and a chicane rather fast one and then you're back on to the second to last straight that that we always have here at bahrain so uh It should be fine for Mercedes. I, I don't think they're going to be challenged by anyone else yet again. And if anything, I think this is the perfect chance for Valtteri Bottas to go out there and hammer his third victory of the season. It seems bizarre to think that it'll only be his third in a season where the Mercedes has been so dominant. But that goes to show what kind of a driver Lewis Hamilton has been this year. But what do you reckon? Uh, where do you think Red Bull will fare this time out? And in the midfield. there were always rumors that ferrari they're going to be hating this one is it going to be that bad you've actually asked a lot of questions somel so let's <laughs> supposed let's to be just, my job at the end <laughs> yeah so let's 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 break let's break it down uh you know yes sir russell versus bottas will be extremely exciting to follow but bottas Uh, you know definitely has a, a massive advantage given just his experience in the mercedes setup and the car and so on but the, the key factor will be how quickly is george russell able to adapt okay hmm. i 
like I said, clearly the potential is going to be for them to be, you know, chasing victory. Which driver will it be? Will will be fantastic. Uh, you know, we saw when Max Verstappen was promoted from Toro Rosso back in time to Red Bull, he had victory on debut. Could something like that happen with George Russell in the Mercedes car? And that would be, you know, that would be mighty headlines for for Formula One yet again. But uh, talking about track layout, I think there are some nine corners and three straights, four braking zones. Uh, Traffic is going to be an issue uh, right all the way from free practice. Will drivers be, you know, uh, pulled up for impeding their rivals? It could just happen given that it's going to be a sub-60 lap. Traffic definitely in qualifying as well. But then also brings into contention the whole power of slipstream Mm. that this circuit could offer, you know, on a lap time. So uh, that's something that's going to be interesting to look forward to. Uh, You know, low downforce setups are going to be the talk of the town, I would say. Uh, Manufacturers, power unit manufacturers will be going head to head to to claim, uh, you know, the fastest, uh, uh, you know, fastest speed registered in the speed traps uh, as well. Because uh, it's going to be, you know, a complete flat out uh, fiesta uh, for all of us, Somil. Kunal, I've got a slightly technical one uh, in terms of the track and the slipstreams because we know that Mercedes, they often struggle when they find themselves in the midfield, uh, just by any case whatsoever. We saw that with Bottas as well the last time out. It's purely because their car isn't exactly designed for dirty air. They, they didn't really think. And most of the days, they don't even face that problem at all. Uh, say, for instance, in case they have a bad day and it's a very low downforce track like we have, for instance, in Monza or Sakir, like the layout that we have here. What kind of an impact does it have on the Mercedes or the Red Bull? Because we've seen them often struggle in circuits with high downforce when they're stuck behind. Uh, what kind of an impact does it have on a low downforce circuit, per se, if your car is purely designed to go in clean air? So it's it's a great example of Monza because I'm, I'm just mm-hmm. Googling as well, but I remember that Valtteri Bottas struggled in the race in Monza mm. to climb up back on the grid. And again, low down for setup. He was stuck, uh, you know, he was stuck in the lower midfield and, and the midfield. And he literally took time to find himself back into the points at that point in time. I saw he finished fifth, you know, just to refresh my memory. Mm. But you're right, you know, if the Mercedes is stuck uh, behind any of their rivals then it might just take a little longer for them to crawl back into uh, into contention for the podium or the win out there. And uh, that said, you know, their strategy has always been qualify ahead, lead yeah. the race, build a gap, you know, have a few interesting radio messages, claim victory and say how tough a race it was. <laughs> oh, man, you've essentially stripped it down to the bare bones of what Mercedes has done for the last six odd years. <laughs> But tremendous team. There's always a great deal of respect for what Mercedes has done. But it's happened so often that it's almost funny at this stage. Uh, we've seen it so often now. But it's hope for something different. It's hope for a new winner. And perhaps, uh, I think this will be something interesting for our Pitch the Podium colleague Sundaram and Nithyanand to dig out. If someone has scored their first F1 points as a victory or a podium. We shall come back to that rather soon, maybe on Sunday, because, of course, our statsmen are always on the go. They're always trying to find those facts, but stay tuned on Pitch the Podium for that. But let's make a big jump, and it's probably going to be a big one, because all the way from the fastest car on the grid, let's jump down to the most problematic. Haas are having a new driver. 
Haas are having Pietro Fittipaldi come in uh, instead of Romain Grosjean. Good news first. Grosjean is out of the hospital. He's fine. Minor burns, but I think that'll, that'll be fine in a few weeks, if not days. How excited are you, Kunal? What do you think of Pietro? The last I saw of him in the World Series, he seemed to be exciting, but uh, in not in a very derogatory way, but not exactly as exciting as a talent of, say, Carlos Sainz's pedigree who was in the same series, or say, for instance, even uh, even Kevin Magnussen back in the day. So, yes. what, what do you kind of expect from Pietro? Well, I expect uh, Formula One to hype up the fact that there is a third generation Fittipaldi, you know, yes. joining and making a debut. Uh, although, I think, uh, you know, let's, let's just spend a couple of minutes discussing Haas's driver selection, right? Mm. So, uh, they had Louis Deletras and uh, Pietro yes. Fittipaldi, two drivers who were in the contention. Um, everyone was hoping that super sub Nico Hulkenberg steps up and sort of gets a drive, which I thought would have been a very sensible uh, option. But Haas is, of course, sort of, I'm assuming, monetized this opportunity as well because Fittipaldi doesn't have the most uh, shining junior Formula careers. You know, he's, he's, if, you, if you track his career moves, you'll be able to see that he's actually done just about enough in, mm. in series to get his, uh, to get his uh, super license points in place. And I'm not too sure what he's going to be able to do, given that he's not you know, raced uh, in, in 2020 or uh, in, 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 in super fast cars, from what I remember. I mean, he's, he's, of course, not been racing in Formula 2 as well, as we know. Yep. So clearly, it's going to be about how close can he be to Kevin Magnussen and... Can he stop uh, himself from being last against, say, Nicolas Latifi or, or somebody else, you know, from, say, Alfa Romeo or, or the likes, right? So I'm not the most excited about Pietro Fittipaldi, to be honest, you know, and, and George Russell's, uh, 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 you know, debut with Mercedes and Jack Aitken's debut with yes. Williams is, is a little more uh, fun for, for us to follow. Exactly. Haas reminds me of Sony Live in a way. Now, uh, I, I've worked with Sony and I'd love to do that more often, but honestly, Sony Live and Haas, they've got one clear similarity. They're not the best against their competition, but God, they love monetizing their own stuff. Haas <laughs> Haas have done it again. Uh, once more, we yeah. shall come down to that even more once we're done discussing this race and once we come to 2021. That, yeah. has, that has created some buzz and some chatter around about how Haas have, in a way... Uh, forgotten their ethics, let's call it that way, or if there were any in case, uh, to sign one particular driver, I'm not going to name who just about yet, I'm pretty sure you know though. Well, let's move on to Williams. Yes. Williams have got Jack Aitken. Now, there was a bit of speculation going on that George Russell may have to stay at Mercedes and Stoffel Van Doorn was rushing back home from Valencia to get to Sarker in time. Eventually, Stoffel Van Doorn has to play Call of Duty. Which is, which is nice, but just not as good as driving a Mercedes Formula 1 car, for sure. And this just means that Jack Aitken is going to get his first, I'm afraid, only Formula 1 drive. So, uh, let's not focus in terms of competitiveness, because let's be honest, Williams are not competitive at all, even more so at a circle like this one. But in terms of the driver's psychology... You just have to go out there and enjoy it, don't you? Because it, it's a weird situation. Because you know that it very well may not happen ever again. You just have to go out there and save at the moment. Much like Shabazz Nadim, the Indian desk cricketer, who just got drafted into the team due to an unfortunate string of injuries. And the only test match he played for India ended up having five wickets in, a, in an innings. 
trust you to know your cricket as well. Okay, <laughs> I've stopped following since maybe Anil Kumble and Sachin Tendulkar called the day. Okay, goodness. <laughs> but but yeah, you're right. You know, you're supposed to savor the moment, which is what Jack Aitken will end up uh, doing as well. Uh, could it be one race? Could it be two races? One doesn't know. It all depends on Lewis Hamilton's uh, mm. recovery. But I, I get this feeling that Pietro Fittipaldi might just get the one race. Uh, I would have assumed that, you know, uh, Haas's first port of call would have been Mick Schumacher. Yeah. Had there been no Formula 2 race this weekend or had he sort of replaced, oh, oh, sorry, uh, sort of won his Formula 2 title uh, last weekend, you know, in the first race in, in Bahrain. And, uh, you know, uh, it's it's just about uh, enjoying what these new drivers are able to do, and uh, you know, taking each each lap as it comes, and let's not troll them too hard if they yes. take their time, because yes. uh, you know, it's not all of us just step into something new and suddenly are, are are shining. We all you know take our time. So, for all you listening out there, if you if you enjoy the trolls, please remember. Uh, you know, we we should also have a human side to how we react to to all these drivers, Samil. 100% Kunal. That's an excellent point that you mentioned. Uh, Twitter can be a bit of a hard place for that. <laughs> let's, let's, let's just give them a break. They're doing a job far harder than us, let's be honest. So I think it'll be better to take away all prejudices because there have been a few drivers who have not had the most impressive formula, uh, pre-formula career and have ended up doing wonders there. And there have been the opposite too. Stoffel Van Doorn could be the saddest example of the same. So no judgments. Let's just go out there. Let's enjoy the way things go. But what I'm really keen about, Kanal, apart from all the driver swaps and everything, is the midfield. Now, remember, folks, last couple of races, we've always seen a midfield team pop up, put their nose in somewhere and have a close shot for the podium. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo was an occasional finisher. We saw Racing Point put their noses in. Sergio Perez had another chance last time out in Bahrain. Now, the battle between McLaren, Racing Point and Renault has become even better. McLaren are leading now by 11 or 12 points. They're there about. It is just the biggest selling point that Formula 1 has to offer at this stage. Uh, from the looks of things, Kunal, I think this should be more of a straight fight between Racing Point and Renault this weekend, considering that it's a fairly low downfall setup. It should. And, you know, Renault, have, Renault are thriving in low downforce configurations, you know, earlier mm. in the season. Racing Point, you know, with the Mercedes power unit have always been extremely quick and good. So P3 is far from settled. You know, McLaren, of course, have the points advantage. So, uh, so long as, you know, they deliver consistently with both drivers as they have been doing so, I think McLaren will also be in a good place to, to be there. And, you know, like Andrea Seidel said, you know, when they were making the business plan for 2021, they never uh, incorporated uh, prize money funds for something as high as P3 in the in the constructors championship. You know, so uh, it's, it's going to be the most exciting part. It'll it'll be good to see how the Red Bull stacks up against uh, the fast Renaults and mm. and racing points as well, because uh, you know again engine grunt is going to be something that will yeah. uh, that will matter. And, uh, you know, all in all, it's, it's going to be a really exciting race, uh, just given how all the elements are stacking up for this Sunday, Samuel. Absolutely. Should be very, very interesting. Uh, briefly, I think let's for a couple of minutes talk about the bigger driver changes going on. Obviously, uh, Roman Grosjean and Kevin Magnussen not competing next year. So uh, Nikita Mazepin and Mick Schumacher have been drafted in. Very warm to see Mick Schumacher in. 
for all of us i mean i barely got to see him towards the very end when he was a fading star let's call it that way but it is genuinely the most heartwarming thing to see michael especially after all that happened to see his son in formula 1 i'm sure you'll agree kunal because i think when you really garnered your love for formula 1 it was when michael schumacher was dominating wasn't it that's correct yes i i mean when when i started understanding the sport in much more depth it was you know when hackinen uh, pulled out those titles in the late is before that was just as a fan knowing that there are races and you know and and uh, wasn't wasn't that interested my sport of choice back then was the sport of sailing so you know boats mattered ah. to me more than cars okay and then of course we saw michael do what he did before alonso sort of trounced uh, you know and and took titles away so great to see the schumacher surname back in in formula 1 uh you know it's it's uh, it's it's a lovely cycle you know there's uh, there's been raikkonen all along with the father yeah. now with the son there was verstappen we all along as well and uh, interesting choices uh, for by haas you know nikita mazepin of course will bring a lot of backing there's no announcement yet on whether the investment has been in in the team as well or not maybe that's something that will come uh, you know in the time to follow if that's happening but i'm not sure if you know uh haas is the best place for say uh, uh a mick schumacher to go to i mean you know i would have assumed that they would have kept him maybe in alfa romeo a slightly more consistent team uh, more dependable car and so on but you know sometimes all that matters like esteban ocon has you know mentioned several times uh, you know on chance, on the yeah. on the show you you don't mind uh, the slowest car on the grid as long as you get to drive in formula 1 no well, i think you- you've nailed it for the understatement of the day the haas is not just not the best car they are let's be honest they are the worst at this stage with all the suspension issues that's going on you don't want a slow car but you don't want a slow and unreliable car that's been the case with haas this year it's just unpredictable but that's an excellent point that you mentioned there kunal about esteban ocon very clearly came in from a dying manner literally died off the season he left there and we know how that went up eventually it turned out to be quite decent enough for him so quite a good thing uh, we're not going to expand more on the controversies that have been caused with nikita mazepin coming in yeah obviously i'm pretty sure that you know about it at this stage that should be for the post season review or the pre season preview because now we're strictly sticking to soccer so let's not digress a bit too much but uh, i'm pretty sure you know exactly what we're talking about and very very lastly kunal i had a question about the race approach Now stop 60 second laps that as you mentioned qualifying is going to be rapid fire basically uh does it change anything in the way the tires are managed because the lap is so short because it's so intense and we don't have so many corners so you're not you're not going to have as much stress on the tires uh, at least laterally well, does that change things as such in terms of strategy Well one thing that will matter Samuel is that there are several hundreds of laps that have been done on at least two thirds parts of the circuit yeah. so we expect that you know the lap times in eve will be quicker because mm. uh, you know like you said turn 4 when you turn right you actually don't do that you just go on sort of straight from there right mm. and what what will eventually matter is making sure that your preparatory laps are good you don't have traffic uh either in front of you or you're not impeding any anyone else hmm. and you know as long as your tires remain in in the window as you know you'd need them i think it's going to be pretty short a lap to worry about 
you know tire life at by the end of the lap and and so on so it's uh, tires tires will matter but it will be about making sure that they are in the right operating window when you really need them to be so should be fun uh, who's your money on kunal pits the podium grand prix prediction competition uh, i'm pretty sure that most of people playing and we've got quite a good number thank goodness for that will be compelled to put r u s in p number 1 are you compared <laughs> to the same this weekend well i think i think i will go for a double podium for for mercedes you know i have a feeling george russell will settle down in no time he's got all of free practice you know, and these days there is just so many simulation tools and so mm. much software available to help him you know settle down soon that when he sits and drives the car he's actually not going to be feeling alien uh, as as alien as you know somebody would have said 20 years ago mm. so i think uh, i think mercedes podium 100% i have a feeling that's going to happen because they sort of missed out on a 100% podium record you know last sunday uh, and maybe again checo perez you know that man is on a mission and he drove so well last sunday that i would love to see him see get get another get his deserved podium uh, this this sunday somel but lots of you know lots of other drivers coming into play lance stroll we saw he was good around monza as well uh, the alpha tauri came alive yeah. uh, you know in in monza as did carlos sainz and the likes and you know if 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 this layout really works and is is a fun race okay i will i i don't know what would it take for formula 1 to just use this layout each time they go racing in in bahrain somel exactly should be fun grab your popcorn folks grab all your warm or cold drinks depending on what part of the world you're in on sunday i can't wait and i'm pretty sure you can't as well we should be back sunday evening or monday afternoon at worst because of course sometimes it can get a bit too late so bahrain starts at around 10:30 indian and in norway it's three and a half hours behind so can be a bit tricky but nevertheless we shall be there there about you can turn the notification bell on by the way if you subscribe to pitch the podium so you'll know exactly when the pitch the podium post race debrief episode goes out so be sure to do that be sure to leave a like to share this video with all your fellow formula 1 fans and to subscribe to pitch the podium and if you're listening on a podcast version to subscribe to uh, to the inside line formula 1 podcast as well so kunal that was epic thank you so much for being a part and folks thank you so much for listening see you on sunday thank you samuel and see you guys on sunday bye 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 Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry. I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus. The bulbous walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.